Welcome to Knowledge on the Go, the podcast brought to you by the Performance Improvement Collaboratives team at Vizient. I'm LaTammy Marks, Performance Improvement Program Director here at Vizient and your host for this podcast. Today, we will not only discuss the state of indirect spend and its importance in the healthcare space, we will hear from one of our Vizient members on how they are optimizing indirect spend and their success that they have achieved so far. As a brief background, indirect spin is a very broad topic, but for our discussion today, we will utilize this definition. Indirect spin is defined as any purchase services that are internal or external to a healthcare organization that falls outside of med surge supplies, pharmacy, physician preference items or PPI, and capital. While each organization may define this differently, we wanted to lay out what we will be referencing in today's discussion. Did you know that indirect spend accounts for up to 30% of the hospital's total operating expenses? It is frequently overlooked and unexplored. Organizations find it challenging to identify indirect spend and oftentimes do not have the tools needed to systematically measure and monitor indirect spend on a continuous basis. Today, we were talking with John Andrews and Hawanya Blakely to gain their insights on indirect spend. John is the Strategic Sourcing Manager, Purchase Services, as well as Business Diversity Manager. And Hawanya is the Strategic Sourcing Manager, Purchase Services, Purchasing and Contracting Departments, both from Rush University Medical Center located in Chicago, Illinois. Welcome, John and Hawanya. Thank you. Good to be here. Glad to have you. So let's start with this. Let's start with the state of indirect spend. John, in your perspective, what is the state of indirect spend within healthcare organizations today and where do you see it going? Over the past several years, there's been a lot of conversation around indirect spend and the percentage of overall spend for most health organizations is fairly large here at Rush. For many, many years, we really kind of covered the basic things of like record storage and copier repair and that sort of thing. And I think one of the things that we've done is really kind of expand things out and define indirect much more broadly and purchase services much more broadly. And getting back to how it ties out to healthcare, I think a lot of people out there are seeing the same thing. They're looking at their spend, they're seeing the percentages of their total spend that's going to that particular category and realizing there's a a lot more opportunity and a lot of categories to get at beyond the traditional. I've really seen a huge uptick in terms of health organizations really starting to drill down and focus on who we're working with, who we're spending money with, who owns those contracts, who's done the sourcing in the past. And one of the things that we're working on here at Rush is really consolidating it and pulling everything under the sourcing team's oversight. And I think people are starting to see that there's real value in terms of cost savings and also just aligning, particularly for something like Rush, where we have three system hospitals making sure that we're standardizing across those hospitals and we're really getting the best value as we look at the various categories and broaden the categories that fall into indirect. So now that we have established the state of where indirect spend is going, I wanted to switch gears and talk about how Rush took a proactive approach in identifying indirect spend opportunities. Hawanya, can you tell us more about that process? Yeah, sure. With the pandemic, we were faced with revenue challenges that negatively affected our bottom line. And our leadership tasked us with identifying indirect savings across the organization. And so in doing so, we first needed to understand what is our total indirect spend. What we did was we reviewed our AP or accounts payable spend, as well as 
invoice level detail to try to identify what was truly considered indirect spend. And then once we were able to delineate the indirect spend, then we developed a template where we populated our spend by vendor for each department. And then we scheduled one-on-one stakeholder meetings with those departments to review their indirect spend. And so during those meetings, we were able to gain a better understanding of their spend, what spend was on contract, what was not on contract. And then in those discussions with those departments, we were also able to identify some cost savings opportunities where we went back to some of the vendors to negotiate better pricing. And then also we were able to retain some copies of contracts that we didn't necessarily have in our possession. Wow, you have definitely covered a lot of ground. So can you tell me why it is important for Rush to make indirect spend a priority or why you made it a priority? Yes, it's important that departments across the organization understand why the sourcing team needs to be involved in the process, because we're going to ensure that our legal team is involved to reduce risk. There are certain legal clauses that need to be reviewed. Also, the sourcing team will ensure that there are certain things that's included in contract negotiations. So we're going to make sure that we're identifying payment terms or having the appropriate payment terms, looking at terms for convenience language, adding in QBRs, if applicable, price protection language, as well as efficiency around vendor invoicing. We're going to make sure that all of those things are considered when we're negotiating an agreement. Regarding efficiency around vendor invoicing, we have vendors that service multiple departments across our organization. And in those instances, we want to ensure that our vendor provides a spend breakdown by department when invoicing us so that we can allocate those costs appropriately across the organization if they're sending us one organizational invoice versus billing departments individually. Also, another thing is auto renewals. We will have a process in place to review those contracts before it auto renews. This may be an opportunity to renegotiate pricing or go to RFP. So these are all examples that go beyond just the price at the pump and why Rush made the indirect spend a priority. Absolutely. And I would also say with that, you have really laid out the purpose and the reason why sourcing and supply chain should have a seat at the table at the beginning of the process. It sounds like that's crucial to making sure that things are efficient and run smoothly. And Tammy, if I can just add to that point, I think that one of the things that we saw when we started to talk to departments, but we found that really people were negotiating contracts. Overall, I think they were probably doing a solid job. But then the sort of the bigger piece of that is that's really not their primary function. And I think people were happy to offload it under kind of this sort of consulting shared service approach that we took. So when we had conversations with departments, we would say, hey, we weren't involved in the last round of negotiations. Can we jump in? And they were like, yeah, that's great. I didn't know that that was possible. So I I think it allowed us to really show what we can do and really to lend our expertise to the process. I think we've been fairly successful at most of the engagements that we worked on that we hadn't had in the past, but it really has had folks coming to our door saying, I want you to come in and help us on this. Now, earlier you did mention that it is important to understand spin and identify opportunities. Can you tell us if you had leadership sponsorship or a buy-in and how this contributed to Russia's success? 
Yeah, sure. Now, great question. When we first started this, this was in the beginning, early stage of the pandemic, where we were shutting down ORs and really seeing a drop in terms of revenue because we had a very limited scheduling in our operating room. So one of the things that we needed to do was basically go in really quickly and say, okay, what are things that we can shut off? What are things that we can renegotiate? And so we actually went on ahead and looked at the spend in the various contracts and did all that data collection. Those were built out at the VP level or the SVP level, depending on what department or division you were talking about. And our VP of supply chain was basically going and sending the emails out. So we had supply chain leadership involvement and blessing and support. And really, they were kind of leading that conversation at their level. So we really had the support that we needed to do what we needed to do. And then based off of that work, it really just carried over into the work we're doing now. We're Obviously, we've got some things relative to our bottom line looking and moving in the right direction, but it really kind of changed the paradigm. And our leadership in the C-suite was saying, now, this is great. What support do you need? If you need me, take it to the next level. It's not a problem. So, Hawaiian, you did indicate that AP data was important in identifying indirect spend opportunities and other elements to identify opportunities as well. If a healthcare organization is wondering where to start, where would you tell them to begin first? My recommendation is to begin with reviewing your accounts payable spend and identify what's truly considered your indirect spend. And once you understand what your indirect spend is, then you can segregate that spend by vendor into various categories. So you want to identify how much spend and the number of vendors that fall within a specific category. So for example, how many print vendors or how many courier service vendors are you using across the organization? If you're using, let's say, multiple courier services, determine your strategy for savings. Should you sole source where you leverage your volume for better pricing? Do you want to dual source? Do you want to keep all the existing vendors and maybe go back to each vendor and negotiate better pricing? But again, in order for you to determine a strategy, I would say you definitely want to understand what your AP spend is or your indirect spend is by reviewing your AP data. That definitely makes sense. John, why was it important for Rush to participate in the Vizian Reducing Variation Indirect Spend Benchmarking Study? Great question. I think one of the challenges that we've run into is you really don't have a sense of how do you benchmark, you know, what's top tier, what's second tier, where should you land? And so I think the market assessment piece has always been a bit tricky and indirect. And I know that that's changing. I really do applaud Visi for doing this because I do think it's sorely needed. And if we're going to take indirect and bump that focus up and really hone it, I think we need to get into some of this benchmarking and understanding kind of where we fall in in various categories. So when the call came out to get involved, we were definitely eager to jump in and participate in that. And I think that the more that we kind of go down that path as an industry, we'll just make the indirect piece so much easier and we'll have more robust results of the work that we do on the sourcing side. I agree with that because benchmarking really helps you to understand what others are doing across the U.S. and in other regions of the country. So any last words of advice for those healthcare organizations that face challenges with indirect spend management? Yes, understanding your indirect spend and the number of vendors that you're using within a specific category, those are things that they want to consider. And then you also want to make sure that your data is clean because you're only as good as your data. So once you understand that data, 
Then you can determine a strategy for savings. You can look for opportunities for you to improve efficiencies as well as process improvement opportunities, as well as reducing waste. So again, just digging into the data, making sure that your data is clean, understand the data in order for you to determine what that strategy is moving forward for your organization as it relates to indirect spend. I would just add, I think that as you start to go through the data and you really start to get it organized and put some form to it, I think you'll find that you'll probably be talking to departments that have done things outside of purchasing and contracting. It's just a matter of understanding how you offer up that shared services and really go in and partner with those departments that have in the past maybe done this on their own and really talking about the value proposition and the return on investment and why it's best for the organization that you really partner with them. And then if you're a system, making sure that you're aligning things across your various system facilities and making sure that you just have that standardization. But know that ultimately, you're probably going to go into some areas where in the past you have not been involved. The other piece of this is just getting on the path of this because it's so new. If you go beyond what's traditionally been considered as indirect and purchase services, it can be very expansive and cross really the whole organization. So just get on the path, look at your data and start having those internal conversations and really push the value proposition. So it sounds like the key takeaway here is data, 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 and specifically clean data. Your wealth of information is inspiring and valuable. I look forward to hearing about Russia's continued success. I appreciate you both. Thanks for having us. And I'm hopeful that this content will be beneficial to anyone who is trying to overcome any challenges with understanding their indirect spend. It was a pleasure joining you today. Absolutely. Thanks again to John. Andrews and Hawanya Blakely for speaking with us today and to you for listening. So please join us for more Knowledge on the Go podcast. You can subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments at picollaboratives at visientinc.com. We encourage you to keep the conversation going. And as it continues, remember to put your knowledge into action. Until next time, I'm LaTammy Marks.